Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, let's play a game. Let's. Okay. I'm going to say a word, and then you have to sing the first song you think of. I have to sing? Yeah. It has Why to start with that. Why would you do this to me? You can do We can go back and forth. I hate this. Okay, ready? Yeah. Stop. In the name <laughs> of love, before you ding, ding, break ding. my Ashley, heart. one point. Okay, hit me. Eggs. Eggs? There is no song with eggs in it. Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> what made you think of eggs? It was just the first word that popped in my head. I didn't know you had to like think about it. Why is that so revealing of you and your personality? <laughs> that the word eggs think about is it. just floating <laughs> in your consciousness. I had them for breakfast today. Eggs. There's nothing was no song says eggs. Okay, fine. Can I start over? No. The game's done. Salt. You, no, you ruined it. Salt. You ruined it. Salt. Michaela, roll it. Roll it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back Hello. to the podcast. Uh, I'm Ashley. That's Taryn. Um, I will never be playing that game again. You did so good. It's no, just no. So okay, should question. we replay you destroying me for mentioning eggs? Because Ash, <laughs> don't say so good. It wasn't so good. <laughs> so so it's harder for you to come up with a word than the song. No, it's not that at all. I'm not good at on the fly anything, <laughs> and I've made that very clear. <laughs> On this podcast, which is and to why you, I love to and do to it. you as my friend. Like I have made that very clear. <laughs> I I can't with improv. I've never been able to. It is not a thing. My brain goes blank, and the word egg will just fly out. So, are we just gonna embrace that, or should Oof. I continue to challenge you? You know what? Every day is a challenge. <laughs> I don't need any more challenges in my life. Every day. It's oh, God. Hi, Taryn. I'm so good. Are you? <laughs> so good. Uh, have the best weekend. Yes. Best weekend. Uh, my sister is, it's her birthday weekend. It's April. She, you know, it's having her birthday. Um, we had her, we celebrated her on Saturday and had the best time. 
uh, she rented out Classic Cat. Something you need to know about my sister, which if you haven't listened, uh, Taryn and I had her and her podcast co-host mm-hmm. on one episode before this. So if you haven't listened to it, be sure to put that in the queue because you need to listen to it. It's yeah. so, so, so good. Um, she is the type of person who won't do something. She's actually really shy and will avoid like putting herself in sticky situations. A sticky situation, a great example of that, is her throwing herself a birthday oh, party. yeah. That's there so are much so pressure. many pressures that come with that and insecurities that come out if like are people gonna come is it gonna be a good time yeah. blah 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 she's the type of person who like if she's gonna do it though she just she's full gonna go send, all out yeah full send gonna do the whole thing invited rented out a, a little club invited 200 people and it was wild we had so much so fun. fun it was neon themed um everyone showed up in like bright colors and yeah. then she like even paid for a special package at the club to have neon lights added to the room so everyone glowed and yeah. it was just so much fun um the hangover <laughs> the hangover was real the next day uh but we had a blast Ash, and that's all that matters not everyone glowed not everyone glowed <laughs> which taryn <laughs> I feel like you should share your experience of the birthday party. But do you get why I said that? Yes, yes. Because Taryn, (laughs) you guys, you are you are in for such a treat. No, I'm not talking about me. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) All right, so there are two tearing it ups to be mentioned in today's episode, and they're going to be brought to you by both of us. Tina. Yours truly and Taryn, (laughs) the one and only, the girl who Taryn it up is named after. So shoot. There are pros and cons to black lights, obviously. (laughs) Things that aren't necessarily bright don't show. (laughs) And I have told you guys this on the podcast before. I have a fake tooth in the very front of my smile. Like it's not like a back molar. It's not like on the side where it's kind of hidden or even on like the bottom row where your front teeth hide it. No, mine is the front tooth. Tina. Is fake. And bone glows significantly brighter than like cement. (laughs) (laughs) So put it on a t-shirt. And if you know me, uh, you know what? Um, We'll be posting this on Instagram for uh, prove it. Uh, if you know me at all, if I'm having a good time, it's full smile. Like it's not even just teeth. It's like gums. Like you get my full mouth. So everyone kept coming up to me and they were like, what, what's up with your smile? Cause like one tooth was just purple and all the other ones were bright blue. I literally walk up and Ashley's smiling, talking to one of our friends and I look at her and I just scream, Tina. And yeah. she goes, I know. And I was like, but I got the, the second, best picture. The second they like turned the lights down, everyone, everyone I came across who was like, your tooth. I was like, I know. You were not <laughs> phased at all by I, it though. I wasn't because I'm past it now. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I've had this happen before. Like I've gone mini golfing. <laughs> I've gone cosmic bowling where it all. Buzz Lightyear, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> where I was like, wait, what's wrong with your smile? Also, um, I got added to like a shared album with all of like the photos and everything on there. I wasn't the only one. Multiple people were taking photos with their fake teeth. Theirs were just less obvious because they were like on the side. And just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine was just so obvious because one, I have like pretty big teeth. (laughs) And then two, very front and center. So yeah, it was rough. It was rough, but we bounced back. Yeah, We're fine. We're fine. Speaking of bouncing, (laughs) (laughs) um, I fell down and I'm still not completely. It was like a whirl. I think I was dancing and I think I think my dance partner um 
over over compensated over reacted overshot <laughs> overexerted maybe their dance moves yeah. and I wasn't prepared also I never wear heels ever I'm in tennis shoes like every day and so my ankle like buckled like I was like I'm my ankle's broken <laughs> and I hit the ground and then <laughs> of course because it was all our friends there all great people they all rushed from different angles to help me up well here's the thing when you got me on your bones, getting off the ground is like, you have to be strategic about it. Like, the right angles, the right whatever. Right. Also, like, I'm not going to just, like, expect someone to, like, do my whole body weight. Like, you help them out. Like, whatever. Right. So right. when all these people are pulling at you, yeah. it just ended up being where, like, one person pulled, which made me lose my balance and fall again. Then, like, another person pulled, and I went to stand on my ankle, and it was still not functioning. So I was like, ow, and then I fell again. So it just, by the time I actually got up, I feel like everyone was just watching me. And then, of course, someone, like, spilled their drink on me the next second. And I was just sitting there just like, okay, there we Dear are. Dear God. But just, I took a lap. And then yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> out of sight, out of mouth. But, like, five like, people texted me, did you fall last night? And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I did. wasn't right next to you, but I was in the vicinity. And I remember watching you fall. And it looked horribly painful. So what I think I, I think that's why everyone rushed. Because we. I think everyone seriously thought you were hurt. Well, I mean, it looked like it was like a bad fall, but then you you seemed fine, like you yeah. bounced back so fine. But I think the reason everyone rushed to help was because we all thought <laughs> you were hurt. I was dead. Like I remember, like I made eye contact with multiple people, and they all looked so worried. <laughs> I was like, "We'll we'll we'll see, we'll see how she does." But then once you were up, you were fine. But then like, I was like bouncing off the walls I again. I think it was but... pure love. They were just so concerned. Jeez, yeah, <laughs> like, it was it was a moment. But I remember at one point just being like. Should I just live here on the floor? Yeah. Like, should I just should stay I just here all night? Because bed? this is not happening. But yeah, it was definitely a, a turn it up. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so yeah. good. Also, I walked into, we had a pregame at our house, which I had, like, cleaned all day for, like, worked really hard on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Did you miss me not there to help you? Uh, ac- yes. Yes. But Alicia actually worked really hard. Good. because I, I think because it's, it's her birthday. It's her birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She did it. She yeah. did a great job. I'm really proud. Um, so I put together this outfit and I, I borrowed a pair of Alicia sandals because I thought they looked better than the other black sandals that I had. And I wanted black sandals. So I borrowed a pair of sa- shoes that she hadn't worn yet. Um, they're Schultz shoes. They're on like Revolve, but like it's a, it's a decent shoe brand. Yeah. Haven't been worn yet. I'm walking around and then I'm having so much fun at the house pregame. And then we get on the bus and they're doing great. And then we walk into the club within five minutes a strap breaks i didn't know this yeah (laughs) completely gone and i posted a photo um from like much later in the night of me holding up a giant photo of of my sister as a little girl like they she blew it up so it was like a big photo of her and someone was paying close enough attention to my feet that they noticed that what strap was missing and i was like you're very that's observant. It. No, that's honestly impressive. But walking around all night slash dancing with half a like only one strap was really difficult. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I'm it proud was hard. Of you. I know. I don't know how you sprained your ankle and I didn't because I the odds were against me. But I we did okay. It was the fishnets. We did okay. <laughs> it was the fishnets. Yeah, it was so much fun. But that's I feel like that's the only update I really have. Yeah. Well, mine is still just like 
moving stuff, but um, yeah, I was excited to see you today. I'm excited to see you today. It's been it's been fun to be like excited to see you. I mean, I'm always excited to see you, but it right. You know what I mean? I do that to people. You do. <laughs> you do. Um, also, I was dying. I was editing because I edit for Alicia Ashley's sister and. Um, Alicia did like this video finally saying like Taryn moved out and it was like beautiful and so like whatever and then she walks into Ashley's room and she says to her she says so how is it not having a roommate across the hall <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh what she's gonna be like I miss her all this stuff right I'm sitting there editing like what's she gonna say this so called best friend of mine her response was it's quiet. It's quiet. And I'm, I'm literally sitting there editing. I'm like, it's quiet. I hear how you can take it that way. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you and I understand you. You recovered well. I could tell you were like, that sounded bad. So then you're like, I miss hearing her talk to her dog. Yeah. Well, there's that. Um, but also, like, no one just waltzes in my room anymore and is like, hey, how you doing? Like, no one no one yeah. does. That. And I think I got used to that. Because yeah. at least she doesn't do that. Because I don't do that to her either. Yeah. Like, it's just, we just don't. But you do. Yeah. And that doesn't happen no anymore. No one's there to pop it. No, I was yeah. just, I was laughing. I was yeah. like, this girl. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we recorded an episode and we kind of like didn't even get into our stories. We just vamped on a topic. And I'm just curious if you guys liked that or if mm -hmm. you didn't. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we can do like a poll or even if you want to write comments on Instagram or DM us. But uh, would love to know. Yeah. How you guys felt about it? Yeah, Do you want to shout out socials so people know? The Instagram is Unsolicited Advice Pod. The TikTok is Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Follow us there. Comment, like, share, share. Do all the things. We'd love to all interact more with you guys. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, um, my story is something I feel like many of us have experienced it. Yeah, yeah. Who hasn't been hung up on an ex? I know I have. Oh, I know I have. <laughs> I See, it's not fair because I only have one ex, so I know you automatically know, whereas you have a few, and I automatically know the one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's a lot more fun. What do you mean? Like, because we both automatically know each other's. Yeah, but like, really, you can't get mine wrong. <laughs> okay. Whereas yours, like, I'm like, no, I know enough about your relationships to guess which one like uh, impacted you the most. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Anyways, 
Okay, still hung up on my ex three years later. Ooh. How long were you, did it take you to a like- A year. A year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, I would say mine was, I would say a full year. I think I noticed a shift at six months. But I would say because I only had one ex, I still, like, my mind was still very tight. Like, any romantic thing or when people would talk about exes, like, it always would go back to this guy because mm-hmm. he was, like, all I had known. Yeah. So um, so it was hard for me to, like, when that stuff would come up, like, to finally realize it's not that you miss him. It's just that's you miss the, the only experience you had. Yeah. Whereas, like... You know, like if if people are talking about like dating stuff, like you could be like, oh, well, this one guy I dated, and there's like multiple experiences you've had with different people. Yeah. Like I think because that mine were always about the same guy, I was like, am I like, <laughs> am I okay? But I was. Yeah, I no. am. <laughs> are you? No, no, no. I, feel, I, I think am. we're all concerned now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I am. No, I think um, I remember having a friend a friend come over because I was down bad for like a good year, and I remember her saying. It's probably going to take like a full year for you to get like back on your feet and stop thinking about him every single day. And yeah. she was weirdly spot on with that time frame. Yeah. It took me almost exactly a year. Um, but I was for the most part of that year, like thinking about him every day. I was at a place where um, I I knew it wasn't going to work out between us. So like I had ended it. So I didn't want to like bother him or I didn't text him. This was a clean cut. Like we didn't see each other again, talk to each other again after. Because you're the one who made the decision. You were like, I have to respect. I have to respect that. Um, He was like the first guy I loved. So there were so many reasons why I wanted to respect him and not intrude on his life. Which is nice of you because a lot of people don't give that courtesy out. Yeah. Well, also, if I don't. I probably end up back together yeah, yeah, with him, yeah. so I know myself well enough. Um, but yeah, it took me it took me a full year. I was at a place where I was like, every time I thought about him, I would try to pray for him and then just like put it away. And then, yeah, at some point, I remember realizing, oh my gosh, it's been a year, and being like, oh, I, I don't really miss him anymore. Mm-hmm. But I definitely did force myself to go on dates because yeah. I think that's what helps you initially get over that yeah. is realizing there's other good guys out there yeah gotta it's like see a palate cleanser yeah. like it's it's just rem- remembering like oh there's other people out there who i can have these feelings yeah. for and i can miss more like the feeling of being in love and it's not that i miss that person i was yeah. in love with but yeah yeah your hair looks great today oh my god day three really dry oh, shampoo it's killing you're killing it okay um, okay. Living proof. Sponsor us. <laughs> Living proof. Yeah, please. Um, okay. Hi, Ashley and Taryn. Let me start by saying I love your podcast so much. I started listening in the beginning of quarantine while going out on my morning run. The morning or the running has stopped, but I continue to listen to you girls. I am always shocked and surprised how many people listen to us while working out. This is, in my opinion, and I, and I, I you know, I love us, but I like too. I could never listen to us talk no. about stuff like like this while no. working out if it's not. If it's not like high energy, intensity, high yep. energy music, then I'm out. Oh, I'm the same. I could walk, sure, but I could not yeah, yeah, yeah. run. I feel like we're more of a like, I'm cleaning my room and doing laundry yeah. and it's on or like a drive. Or a walk. Or a walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can call me Rose. Let's begin. I started dating this guy, we'll call him Luke, in high school. In total, we dated for almost four years. He ended up breaking up with me out of the blue while he was studying abroad through a text. Ew. Four years? Four? And a text? Trash. Dude, my 
I was with someone for like four years and that was a long the breakup process was long. Like uh, text? the initial one, the conversation the next day, then like the closure conversation. Like a text. Ew. A That's text. all I have to say is ew. Yes. Um he, ew. <laughs> ew. he broke my heart. I've never experienced anything like that. When we came back from studying abroad, he called me telling me we should meet up and talk. He apologized for the way we ended, and I felt that's what I needed from him, closure. We talked about his trip and how we were doing and what plans we had. It was nice like it used to be. We ended on good terms, cracking jokes, and understanding that he didn't want to be with me. If he had said he wanted me, I would have probably taken him back then and there. A month passed, and he texted me asking if it was too late for me to take him back. Hmm. Interesting. I had been going on dates with a guy, and I wanted to give this guy a chance and see where things went. We'll call him Dan. So I met with Luke, talked to him, and told him I wasn't ready to just get back together with him. He said we could date and go from there, but at the time, I was still hurt, and I wanted to give this guy Dan a chance. He was giving me the attention that Luke had not. I dated Dan for almost two years only to find out that he was messaging someone else the last year of our relationship. Oh. This girl has not had good luck. Not, it's not Oof. going well. Not going well. That's when I decided to break up with him. When I asked him about the messages, he would just deny them. I was not heartbroken or didn't really even cry when we broke up. It was more just disgust. After two years of no contact, I decided to message Luke and ask how he was doing. He would respond very vaguely with few words. That gave me the understanding that he wasn't interested in catching up or talking to me. Months later, I was under the influence and telling my <laughs> friends I was just curious to see him after so long. So I decided to send him an Instagram friend request. He did not respond, so I removed it. It's been three years since we broke up, one year since I messaged him, and a couple months since I sent him the friend request. I have always considered him my first love. I keep thinking about Luke, about the good mostly. It wasn't until I listened to another podcast where the girl said, if you're constantly thinking about an ex, think about three negatives they had and not just the positives. That, that way, it'll fade away. After the lack of interest from his part, I understand he's not interested, but he's still on my mind constantly. I need your advice. The thing is that when I was with Dan, Luke was never on my mind because of how invested I was in Dan. It wasn't until Dan did something bad that I thought, hmm, Luke wouldn't have done that to me. My thoughts are all over the place. I hope this made sense. I love you girls. Thanks for reading my email. Hope you have a great day. Much love, Rose. Rose. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. There are parts. There are lots of parts to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots of layers. Parts. Yeah. Uh, wow. Dude. Where to... I think, like, <sighs> there's so many things to this because I think... I think that first loves are people that always will occupy a piece of us. And... Even like, I mean, not just my ex, because I don't think my ex was my first. I feel like we have like our first innocent loves, like the people who like we don't know hurt. We don't know betrayal. Like we just go in with like our heart whole. Right. And mm -hmm. if she started dating this guy in high school, I'm assuming that he's your first innocent love. Like mm -hmm. 
there's a difference from when, like now when I love someone, I still am going to love them to as much of the capacity as I can. Mm-hmm. But I've been hurt. I know what walls to put up. I have damage that's there. So if hurt comes again, I'm going to go straight into like repair mode because I've been through it. Yeah. But your first innocent love, like you have nothing to like be afraid of and yeah. you go in so like purely, you yeah. know? Confidently. And, yeah, confidently. <laughs> and that to me was a different guy. He was my first kiss. And I still will always have a special place in my heart for him. And if I ever like hear stuff about him or like randomly like a memory comes up, I I do have this like, like, I don't know, like a like, oh, like, I'm, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think it is differentiating, like remembering that person for who they were doesn't mean that it's the person that like you still need or should be with. Right. Just because they're your ex doesn't mean they're a horrible person. Yeah. Um, I think what the hardest, one of the hardest things about me with the guy with my ex was he was an amazing guy. Yeah. Like he was perfect. He was great. So great. Um, but we weren't meant for each other. Yeah. And that I think messes with your head a lot because you will come across holes and you're just like, this, my ex would have never treated me like this. And so you constantly feel this like pull to go back to them because they were great people. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you are meant to be with them. So there has to be some kind of like, um, cut off yeah from that attachment so you can still think back to your ex and think wow what an amazing guy or wow we had some really good times um but that shouldn't affect how you feel yeah still yeah um well it's i've honestly you know i'm in my 30s i shouldn't be afraid of anything yeah i'm just gonna say this (laughs) i did after me and my ex broke up I did have just minor lapse in judgment with my first, like, innocent love. Got it. Right? So like, your ex is not the same as your first love? No. Okay. Yeah, I know exactly who we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just clarifying for the people. Yeah. So I ended up, like, going somewhere. We hung out. And then I just kind of was like, I'm a different person now. Mm-hmm. I still knew, like, no, we're not dating. We're not compatible for dating, but we like had this little moment. We were like flirting and we ended up like kissing. And it was so funny because I remember after that, like I was like, okay, that was fun. And it was kind of like funny to see like us now like older Mm -hmm. versus like the last time we had had like our fling. I was like young, Um, but it did. It was very clear to me of like, he's just always going to be that, that person. Right. Even if, like, he's not anymore. Like, yes. You know what I mean? And so that's yes. what I'm interested in. Like, it'd be interesting if you ended up actually pursuing this and if you guys did start dating, if you would be like that too, where you sit back and you're like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've built you up so much in my mind and everything started off of a very instant rejection, which, as I don't know, most girls, like, that's like, for us, we're like, you're rejecting me. I have to have you now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I just think, I think like that's most people, most people in general, Um, I just would be very interested to see if like this is even a guy you want because you, you it hasn't been constant. Like you weren't thinking about him when you were with another guy. 
he was like basically saying like, I want things with you and you chose somebody else. So I don't think it's a coincidence that now that you're single again, you're probably sad and you still have that tie to him of just like, he used to be someone you wanted, you know? Yeah, I got the word. Finally, the word that I was thinking about that I was trying oh, to yeah, say. Yeah. Sever. 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 Yeah. Um, I think something that happens when you fall for someone is you start kind of putting together in your mind, whether it's intentional or it's subconscious, like a future with them. Yeah. And I think even after you break up with someone, you have still created and painted like this beautiful future with this person. So what happens is, you know, maybe you've been broken up for six months. Every time you think about him, you get the same feelings because that future is still in your head. Yeah. And there has to be some kind of severing of those things because your future no longer includes him and you cannot constantly allow yourself to keep dipping into the possibility of that future because that's just going to make you have to experience the breakup all over again yeah and that's not a good and safe and healthy healing process yeah if it's let's say it's trauma you're allowing yourself to experience that trauma over and over and over again without any break and that's just going to lead to spiraling and you constantly thinking about this guy who you have no future with Mm -hmm. so what i highly recommend you do is sever it do what you got to do. You can have a whole morning ceremony. You can yeah. journal about it, mm-hmm. burn the book. You can, any, you know, gifts that he gave you, maybe you give them away or you donate them or whatever. Whatever you got to do for you, you need to sever it. And then that way, when you do look back and think about him, because it's going to happen, you can be thankful for the time that you had with yeah. him and the memories that you had with him without having to, like, tie your future in with him. Because he shouldn't have any kind Fully. of grasp or hold on your future. I exactly. And like, that's such a like, we've talked about this with so many different topics of like that finalized like way of thinking of Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, like now I'm single, either I have to be with him or never again. And I think when you do put it in that, Mm -hmm. like that was one of my ways that I finally got over my ex is I was like, stop trying to think like, well, what if we're meant to be or like, oh my gosh, what if we're not? What if it's just... I don't know. Like, no matter what, me getting to a healthy place and healing emotionally is going to be great for either outcome. Like, Mm -hmm. stop thinking about the outcome and just do what's right. And, like, I don't think it's crazy that you still have feelings for him. I don't think it's crazy that you reached out. But he's not reciprocating it. So now, like, then do what you got to do. If he pops back in. You guys start to date. You start to figure out if you're in a healthy place. Then, like, cool. I've heard crazier stories. Right. But I think the thing is, is he seems to be your, I don't want to say backup or, like, band-aid person, but kind of. Like, I'm sad about him. Okay, I met a guy. Like, never mind. Okay, he did something bad to me. Like, now I'm back. So I I would be cautious of him just feeling like a safety. Yeah. And... Also, like, why is not one of those options just to be single? Yeah. Like, singleness is so amazing. Well, it really can be. And I think sometimes, like, that, again, is not a final thing. It's mm-hmm. like, just just take time, like, every day to, like, do stuff for yourself. And then if stuff comes along, it comes along. But then your focus isn't so set on, like, what do I do? How do I get him to talk to me? Like, should I be with him? Should I not be with him? It's like, just be with yourself and then you'll see what comes. A hundred percent. I'm not saying that I am the healthy, like example of how you should be 
living your life because that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, but actually, I do we feel. Are, I do feel <laughs> like I got that was my like first big love, first big breakup. Um, I was like I was 21 at the time. I have since then dated lots of guys who broke my heart in different types yeah. of ways. It wasn't as serious because I didn't love them, but it was still very serious. Did it impact me the same way the first one did? No, because I think part of the healing process is becoming confident, happy, and healthy, and depending on no one else but yourself. Yeah. And I do lean more on the be an independent woman side. So if, if that's if you don't want to go like fully that way, that's totally fine. But you do need to find some kind of self-worth in just being alone yeah. and stop depending so heavily on a partner to make you happy and to make you feel safe and secure yeah. because we talked about this on the podcast before. No one person should have that responsibility. The only yeah. person that can handle that responsibility is yourself. So if you, not to be mean, have been in a cycle of constantly being hung up on your ex, the only person who could change that is you. So you got to yeah. stop the cycle. For me, it's daydreaming. So when I first broke up with my big, you know, first love, um, I was so depressed. I would sit in bed all day and just daydream about like yeah. our lives together. And again, that's me allowing myself to go through the trauma all over again. Yeah. So no wonder it took me a year to get over him, you know? Yeah. So it's hard. But the second you start feeling those feelings or you catch yourself daydreaming about this magical time you had on the beach, <laughs> you got to fuck, you got to like sever it mm -hmm. and walk away and go yeah. distract yourself and do something different. Journal, read, music, workout. That was mine. Yeah. Like, get your head out of it and you'll heal so much faster. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like we were saying, like, whether that's to become a healthier version of yourself for him, for someone else, just for yourself, like, mm -hmm. either way, that's a good step. Like, yeah. to not just be stressing about. Yeah. You can't, you shouldn't have to ever convince someone to want you, mm -hmm. but you also can't will them into wanting you either. So if he's not responding, that's your answer of, okay, then I need to push forward and be the best version of myself I can be for myself. Mm -hmm. And then whatever comes will come. And if for yourself isn't enough, I'm going to go deeper for your future husband. Yeah. And to you, listener, whoever your like future partner is going to be, if you can't drop your ex for yourself, then do it for them because yeah. they, they do not deserve for you to carry that baggage into yeah. that relationship. No, it's so true. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I wonder where my future man is. I feel like I popped off on my advice you did with pop that one. Off. That felt really solid for you me. You did. I feel like I ramble a lot and that felt very concise and articulate. Yeah. And I just want to pat myself on the back you for that. You should. Go me. Air five. <laughs> <laughs> I high five myself. <laughs> but thank you so much, Rose, for writing in. Um, good luck with everything. I'm excited for you because my breakup, even though it was a very, very traumatic and trying time in my life, I, I came out of that the version that I am today. Mm -hmm. And I, it's so funny because like I always had these ideas in my head of like, I want to be like a woman like this. I want like, this is the type of person I want to be. Like I had all these things I strive to be. And it wasn't until like, I really went through like a hard time and put that focus on just like loving myself and healing that I became that person I always wanted to be. So yeah. I'm excited for you because I think you're going to find out a lot about yourself and you totally got this. Like no matter what happens, it's going to be great. 
<laughs> it's it's a good part of the journey, even though it feels like crap. It's a necessary part of the yeah. journey. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Hello. We just really quickly wanted to do a little bit of a disclaimer. Today's story is a little bit uh, serious. So if you continue listening, we just wanted to give you that heads up. If you are sensitive to the topics of sexual harassment or just lines being crossed, um, we wanted to give you the chance to just make the decision if you are able to listen to this. If not, this might be an episode to skip, um, but we love you. And anyone who is listening to this who has been a victim or is a victim, um, please reach out to someone that you know and get help. All right. Hey, Taryn and Ashley. She writes, sorry. Sorry, Ash, this just sounds better in my head, but love you both equally. She put your name first. It's fine. Rude. I'm more of a new listener. I found you guys maybe about six months ago. You guys have changed my life truly. Thank you for always having some hard conversations and for being a light during the dark times, which is so, so, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, she would prefer to stay anonymous. We got you. Your wish is our command. She writes... So this is heavy and might trigger some people, but I hope you share this because this is a lot more common than we realize and people need to know that they're not alone in this world. I was in a bit of a messed up situation, wasn't getting along with my parents and ended up getting kicked out slash moved out because it was just too toxic. My boyfriend of about a year and a half was always there for me, super supportive and just overall really great to me. His family wasn't my favorite to say the least, but they also helped me out a lot too. And when made aware of my unhealthy situation with my parents, they asked if I wanted to move in with them until I could find a place of my own. Just very sweet. Wow, yeah. My boyfriend has a pretty good job and only lives at home because the housing market is crazy and his parents encourage him to stay and save money. A while back, I asked if he wanted to get an apartment with me and long story short, said no because he'd rather invest in a house with his money, which is totally understandable. I move in. Everything's fine and dandy for the most part, but then things get really weird. Uh Uh-oh. I've suffered from narcissistic abuse and growing up lived with a sexual predator who was testing his boundaries when I was living there. I was at the time in high school. So since then, I'm educated on those topics, trying to heal from those traumas. I know what the signs and red flags are now. I noticed quickly how narcissistic and manipulative his dad was when I met him. But I knew or rather thought she has in parentheses deep down he cared about his family to some extent. It was originally the dad's idea to move me in because I'm his son's girlfriend and they wanted to make sure that I was safe and blah, blah, blah. His dad doesn't work because of his, quote, health issues. She writes in parentheses, plot twist, he's dramatic and manipulative. So he stays home and basically does nothing. My boyfriend would work some days from home and some days in the office. Some of the days he was in the office, I would be home alone with his dad. And at first, I just dreaded it because he wouldn't leave me alone or shut up um, for the life of him. Then over time, he not only wouldn't leave me alone, but the conversations would get more and more inappropriate. 
He would make comments about what I'm wearing, especially when my backside was towards him. He would start up weird conversations, and one of the last conversations we had was very alarming. It was a conversation about sex, sex positions, how often I have sex, and blah, 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 and paid no regard to the fact that I'm his son's girlfriend. The worst part of that was he decided to add, quote, say me and you were to have sex (gasps) as an example when, hello, I'm with your son and you have a wife. Part of me wanted to think maybe he just had these weird conversations and was just kind of socially awkward. Um, But then the second someone would come home, the conversations would change so quickly. Which I feel like the number one way to into like what am I trying to say differentiates yeah if if someone acts a certain way with you when no one is around Mm -hmm. or even some of you need to check yourself if you act a certain way when people are not around Mm -hmm. that that shouldn't should raise some telling sign and it's not not just like stuff where it's like oh when my parents are around i don't listen to certain music because it offends them i'm talking about like to the core you have that feeling that comes up that's like ooh, like this is not a good look yeah if that feeling you're feeling it or if you're seeing that someone else is acting certain ways like that is a huge red flag to pay attention to. Yeah, cuz I get huge. her I get her situation. He's allowing her to live in her house so she's yeah. giving him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he's just awkward and that's just kind of how he is. But if he I agree with Taryn, if he's changing every time a family member walks in, like he's acting with her one way and then when they come around another, that's Ugh. a big red flag. Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. I know, I'm uncomfortable. We're going to continue. I was panicked because I felt disgusting. I wasn't sure if my boyfriend would believe me and I had nowhere else to go. I tried to tell myself I'll figure it out. I'll start trying to plan my days so I'm never home alone with him just until I can figure something out. But then it gets worse. One day my boyfriend had the day off and I think to myself, okay, my boyfriend's home. I'm safe. So I'm just going to go about my day and not stress. He goes to the gym, so I panic. I lock myself in the bathroom, do my hair, take my sweet time getting ready. He comes back and hops in the shower. I go into our room, which is a small room, and it's right next to the bathroom, like 10 feet away. So I'm thinking, I'm probably still safe because boyfriend's in the shower. I'm standing up next to my mirror doing my makeup, and his dad walks into the door, which is right behind me, and starts making comments about how nice my jeans are fitting me. Ew. Asks if I'm losing weight because I'm looking so good. She writes, I'm all caps, panicking. Alarms are literally going off in my head and I quickly step in a position where I'm facing him and he starts touching my waist and telling me that I look good. He takes his hand and starts tracking it up and down my back closer and closer to my butt and begins pressing himself against me. He then puts his hand on a logo that is directly on my butt ask me what it is while he touches my butt using the logo as an excuse I try stepping away but for reference this room is really small and I'm practically already in a corner and I'm saying it's just a logo and trying to keep things very casual but then we both hear my boyfriend turn the water off in the bathroom and this guy immediately steps out of the room and changes the conversation and walks away just in time for my boyfriend to enter the room I felt violated I felt betrayed all the things. All I could think of is that I have to tell my boyfriend and just pray that he believes me. Someone happened to call his dad. So as he goes downstairs, me and my boyfriend were in the room alone and I just look at him. He asks what's wrong and I break down crying. 
handshaking, and I word vomit everything that has been happening. He's shocked and frozen. In his mind, they're a cute little happy family with no issues, and me telling him this just turned his world upside down. Later that day, his dad approaches me, and after he has had some weird conversations with me, he tries asking if it's okay what we've talked about, asking consent after having already cornered me into these weird conversations. This time he says to me, you know I was just messing with you before, right? I hope that's okay. All smiles, and I hit him with, actually, it wasn't okay. I don't like being touched. He gets pissed off and goes, well, I did nothing wrong. I'm a good person. And on and on and slips in a, I don't want you to leave the house and going out saying I did something wrong because I didn't do anything. I just nod because there's literally nothing else I can do in this moment. The three days following, my boyfriend is panicking and he believes me, but has nobody to talk to about this. He doesn't know what to do and feels helpless because there's not much that we can do. He ends up telling his mom, and long story short, his dad covered his tracks and tells his version of the story and has mentioned the weird conversations we've had and even said that I consented to them. He sets us all down, and I'm shaking and crying, having to repeat what happened while his dad is denying the entire thing and makes it seem like it was innocent and an accident. I'm sure you can guess what comes next. His mom doesn't believe me and immediately tells me I need to find another living situation and labels all of this as a misunderstanding. This has never, ever happened before, and I know him. She's speaking like the mom, what the mom would say. Before I continue, I just want to say I'm safe, and thank God I have the people that I do. I'm upset because I saw a future with my boyfriend, and we had a discussion before his mom had sat us down, and I told him I didn't want his dad in my future. I wanted him in my future, but not his dad. And I don't want to put myself at risk. And I want to have kids with him one day. And I don't want to put them at risk. Yeah. Why would I put them at risk? It was a back and forth conversation because he kept saying he wants his dad in his life and he wants his dad in his future. Um, But he also wants me, but realizes he can't have both. I'm not compromising or suffering for anybody. When Mm -hmm. I moved out, which happened in less than 48 hours following this conversation, my boyfriend basically put his hands up and didn't do much or help or say anything. I moved all my stuff out yesterday and basically broke up with him, but it wasn't explicitly said because he clearly chose his dad. My question is this, should I have hope that maybe this time apart will give him time to wake the F up or just move on and be done? I think I know my answer, but I do feel bad and want him and want to grant him some grace because he knows the truth and this happened because of someone else's actions and that doesn't have anything to do with him or me and his world literally turned upside down and I know that that's not easy. I appreciate you guys taking the time to read this and hope it's brought up on the podcast because this happens so often and more people need to talk about it and realize it. I don't want to be silent anymore And anyone that has been through this deserves to know that it isn't okay and we deserve peace. Thank you so much. Sending you guys a huge hug. Anon. Ugh. I feel just so heavy and like gross right now. And I feel so sad. And I feel like speechless because I I can't even imagine. Like I can't even imagine. It's a horrible situation to be in, let alone the cherry on top of her not having anywhere to go. Yeah. Literally being stuck in a corner and not having an out or anyone there to protect you or speak up for you or even like stand on your side while you're sitting there in this family discussion being told that you're 
making things up or being over dramatic or whatever. Like not even having someone to sit there and like stand next to you. No, it's I can't imagine when you finally have the courage to say stuff. And I know there are survivors all over the place that deal with this all the time. Mm -hmm. But no matter what you say, not only are you not believed, but that the truth is twisted in a way that makes you out to be the person who's doing something wrong. Like, I, oh my gosh, I just, okay, well, I don't even know, like, where to start, but I think that you, Anonymous, are so brave, and I think that a lot of people listening are, know someone who's been through something like this or have been through something like this. And it is, it's true. Like these things are so hard to talk about. And I think sometimes, not that me and Ashley shy away from it, but because I don't have personal experience with it, um, I, I, it's hard for me to talk about stuff because I never want to say something that's going to cause anybody to be, to feel either that it's not like I should have, said something more like intensely or more gentle. So it's, it's hard to talk about these things, but it's, I don't know. And and I think when people listen, it's super easy to be like, after the first conversation, like you should have told him like, ew. And like, but it's not that easy, especially no. when you're young and it's an adult and it's someone who literally the person who gave you a home. Yeah. And like in a way with he narcissists. kind of quote saved her yes. because she had no place to yes. go. So imagine like being confronted in that sticky situation of like, I'm thankful to you for letting me stay here, but I don't owe you yeah. anything. <laughs> like yeah, having to find that the line. Way, I mean, if you know anything about narcissistic people, that's that is their biggest weapon is they find ways to make you feel isolated and that you don't have another option and they do find ways to make themselves look out to be the victim yeah and uh, like it's just so it's one of the things I like I think I was talking to my brothers about this the other day of that they'll never understand what what fears women have when it comes to certain interactions with guys, right? Because a lot of us, like, and I I am a, I would say I'm a very spicy person, right? Like, I'm a fighter. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I definitely can get intense. But, you know, in a circumstance where if someone was touching you, like, all of us would like to hope that we could be, like, defend ourselves and fight back and all these things, but in the back of your mind, all you're thinking about is, oh, my gosh, what if I do something and it makes him mad and he hurts me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's this strategy that you're trying to take place of, like, how do we be nice but not too nice that they think yeah. that's an okay? And and how do we not offend because we don't want them to hurt us or do something like that? Like I was going to say, society has... Uh, trained us to like not offend people right yes. which obviously is a great thing but when it comes to like let's go ahead and call this like life-threatening situations you have to put politeness aside yeah like I think one of the things we automatically go to is we assume that that's not what they're trying to do yeah like we give them the benefit benefit of the doubt when they don't necessarily deserve it like even with yeah. strangers yeah like I think our innate reaction is to immediately be like that's not what they were trying to do. And we try to give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. But I think specifically women, but all people have to like untrain themselves 
and not do that automatically yeah. and immediately put away the let's be polite conversation and pull out the don't don't F with me situation yeah. where you it doesn't you don't have to say anything necessarily. Um, but your demeanor should change. Yeah. Like your face should not say this is fun and nice in all games. Like yeah. your face should go serious and mean. And I personally would have a hard time speaking up because yeah. that's just my personality. Mm-hmm. But I would hope that my face and my body says this is not okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm working on getting my mouth to follow. <laughs> yeah. No. And and I think obviously, and every situation is so different because, mm-hmm. like we already said with hers, like she's literally stuck in this hot. Like, what yeah. is she supposed to do? Yeah. And that's why I'm so this proud of her stranger. for being like, no. Like there was, I mean, multiple lines were crossed, mm-hmm. but that when he finally touched her, that she was like, no, I'm yeah. gonna speak up. I'm gonna say something. And I hope that you know, anonymous, that. The the fact that your boyfriend didn't follow you or that the wife believed the husband. I mean, if this guy is a true narcissist, the they both have had years of mm-hmm. exposure to this type of control and manipulation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you find that where people are like, even if the back of their head, they're like, mm, like mm-hmm. that sounded off. Like they're scared or they've been trained or conditioned to not respond. Yeah. And I know that that was beyond hurtful, but I hope that in your time of healing, you're able to separate that. And that is a reflection on them and the damage that they have going and not your credibility, your right mm-hmm. to be heard, nothing like that. Yeah. You spoke up and you got out, which was the best thing that you could have done for yourself. Yeah. And now I would just encourage you to um, to really just dive into healing because yeah. that that's, that's a very traumatic thing to be exposed to. And I mean, I know you like raised the question about your ex and I like I again me and Ash don't know you personally we don't know all the details of the situation I I feel like if I were you I would get as far away from that situation as possible absolutely because that's a lot of factors to bank on Mm -hmm. of like okay well what if we get back together and even if you get back together and he says yeah like my dad's out of my life. What if years down the road he wants to reconcile? What if you guys have kids and then he's like, I want my parents to be a part of their life? Like, there's just so much there. And I think that even even though your boyfriend is not his dad, it's going to be really hard to separate the two of them. Like, mm-hmm. even being around him, I'm sure you're going to think of that, you know? Yeah. So I think for your healing journey, I would... I would recommend just fully cutting ties to everything and just really working on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you should get that advice from people who know. Yeah, you better I'm so in curious the situation. You think Taryn, but while she while I was reading it, when she wrote, like I'm sure you can guess, the mom didn't yeah. believe her and said she needed to find a different living place. Was not shocked in mm-hmm. any way because. Every story I've heard, every friend that has gone through something like this, any of my own family drama, like there's something about family where it just gets muddy. It yeah. gets really gray. There are no clear lines. He obviously loves his dad and he obviously loves his mom. His mom obviously loves her husband yeah. and clearly are in denial. <laughs> right. And that's a sticky thing to sort through. 
And I guarantee you it's going to take them years. Yeah. To if they even come. Yeah. Out and finally oh, this realize is not, this who is their not dad the is. end. This is, is not the end. There are going to be so many other situations. Yeah, I guarantee you your poor ex is going to yeah. bring over another Ugh. girl one day and something very similar will probably happen or he's going to be in fear of his father and not bring uh, someone, you know, ever, someone yeah. over. Like there's so many different situations where this family dynamic is going to be messy. And because you are our listener, I'm obviously like, I, I'm just thinking about you right now. You need yeah. to stay clear from that. Yeah, I, I don't so want too. you having to deal with mm-hmm. that. I want you to be able to focus on you right now and taking care of your health, like Taryn said. And it is not your responsibility to heal that family. Yeah. Um, or to, you know, prove that guy wrong and you right. Like that's just, who has time for that? No. You know, I would much rather you take this time to focus on you, heal, find a safe place and just thrive on your own Yeah. Um, and not need them and not, not feel degraded by them. Um, so I, unfortunately am going to say there's no hope with the boyfriend also. Um, in my head, the only way that there would be hope is if he came over and like made it very clear, like he had nothing to do with his dad, but Taryn's right. Like, let's go ahead and like focus on him for a second. If I'm going to focus on him for a second, I want his dad to be there for his kids one day. You know, I want his dad to be healthy and I want his dad to get into a good place. But I wouldn't want my wife to have to see him again. No. And that that doesn't sound fun either. No, that's so that's so sticky. And yeah. I've, I've had, you know, friends that had terrible relationships with abusive parents that I was convinced, oh, yeah, like they were never going to be a part of their lives. And as they got older, they did. They were like, you know, I've forgiven them. I want to put stuff aside. I obviously have boundaries, but I want to pursue a relationship. And and that's that's what I'm saying. If that's that's a variable you can't control. Yeah, that could come up 20 years down the road. And he's been he hasn't seen him for 20 years. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Wants his dad back in his life, which that's his right to do so. Yeah. And so that puts you in another another uncomfortable situation. And obviously, Taryn and I only want you happy, healthy, and taken care of. And Ugh, I want to fight this guy I know. So in my head, with all the puzzle pieces yeah. like laid out, that says no, no hope yeah. with the boyfriend. I, d- I just want to say for a second, um, I think that sometimes... We we put hope in humanity enough to think like this kind of thing would never happen to us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like Ash said, we we have this like this this want to be like mm, that's not what he meant, that's yeah. not what she meant, and kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. But I think that we need to have responses prepared ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, we've used this for different things of like, think about what you would say if you were in the scenario. Um, And for me, I think a very all of us should put ourselves in this position right now of thinking like, what would I do if like I was approached or I started getting a conversation where I was like, this Mm -hmm. is a weird topic yeah. And I think that it's okay to have things prepared. Absolutely. Especially all of the like young women out there who are like have either if like a teacher said something, an older 
relative, siblings, friends, whatever it is. And I think that it is okay for us to just say, hey, well, this this conversation took a turn. Like, I'm actually not comfortable talking about it. Yes. That is the only thing that you should have to say by telling that person, I'm not comfortable. That is you saying, hey, this is my line. If they continue to push, then that's when you just walk away and you yeah. remove yourself from the situation. But most people are going to be like, oh, shoot, right? Because yeah. a lot of people just push the boundary enough to know, like, Okay, she didn't really say anything when I talked about that. Yeah. So, like, next time I'm going to push and it a, a lot little further. And a lot of narcissistic, unhealthy people will say not, will see not saying something as, as consent, okay, which is not. A yeah. green flag. No, yeah. it's not. And I completely agree with Taryn. I feel like this is how you know we're on the same page. That is verbatim what I was going to say next is I'm uncomfortable is the most perfect phrase. You are not offending anyone. You are not calling anyone out for doing anything or assuming anything about anybody. You're simply putting fe- you, the fl- the flashlight, you're putting the light on yourself. Yeah. And no one can be mad at you for how you feel. Yeah. So if you go, I'm uncomfortable, that makes it very clear that whatever's happening right now needs to stop. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't pick sides. It doesn't explain anything. It doesn't break down like what they're doing. Like, it's not like you're saying, hey, you're you're assaulting me or, hey, that was yeah. sexual harassment. You're saying I'm uncomfortable. And that's just a blanket statement that yeah. covers everything. Yep. And I think that is the perfect prepared safe word to have because. And this is where the whole society thing gets messed up. Every family has that weird uncle that mm-hmm. everyone knows is a little sketch, but no one wants to talk to him. Or, like, put him in his place or stand yeah. up to him because he's family. You know, in this case, it's the dad. But, like. There's always that relative that everyone just kind of like brushes under the rug. Oh, they're a little weird. Oh, they're just socially awkward. But we're also telling them that it's okay to continue doing what you're doing. By saying I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like, like hammer hits and it's done. It's like, I'm I'm done. You're done. If they continue to pursue, then that's when you scream fire. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. No, I think it's so true. I think, I think our gut is a very powerful tool that a lot of times we just push down or ignore. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before Which, so women, many times. As and women, I, I think yes. we get told to do that with yes. emotions. But I want everyone to hear me very clearly. If you are uncomfortable, even if nothing really has been said or done, but you feel uncomfortable, that's enough reason for you to back out of a situation. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to have proof of stuff. Just listen to that and retreat mm-hmm. and um, and make sure people are aware. So yeah. talk to people right away and make your boundaries drawn. Talk to people you love. Be like, hey, can you watch for this? Because there's been a couple things I've noticed. Ask for support. And if something happens like an um, anonymous did, like when your boundaries cross and you're like, this is not going on, like do proactive things Mm -hmm. to get out of a situation. Yeah. I don't want to like overthink it, but it is kind of like having evidence backed up, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think the only thing that could have been, even though I think you handled this so well, anonymous, if you had told your, hinted at your boyfriend a little bit earlier, like, Hey, I'm sure it's just in my head. But, like, I'm feeling uncomfortable with yeah. your dad. Can you just keep an eye on him? 
maybe it's all in my head, but would love your input where it's you're not blaming anyone for anything, but you're getting someone on your side to have evidence. And yeah. even though obviously he was only doing it when your boyfriend was gone, yeah. there is like a track record of you having felt uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of us, specifically women, have to kind of think that way. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but makes sense in the full picture. Yeah. Um, and there's an array, like obviously she she did what she could in, yeah. in what the situation was. Mm -hmm. And um, we all are gonna react in ways that we don't know. Like yeah. I think a lot of us would like to say like, oh yeah, I'm gonna say something right away, mm -hmm. draw those lines. It's not always black and white. Like it's it's hard to be in those situations and to know what to do. But I think that's why people are in our lives and mm -hmm. why friendships are in our lives. And so I think if something rubs you the wrong way, I think it's good to speak up because Absolutely. a lot of times people are either going to validate that or they're going to be like, oh, like, you know, and bring up other points. But either way, it's good to just get it out and to have other people just aware of your situation. Fully. Obviously. We've made it very clear on this podcast yeah. we are not professionals. No, so yeah. we highly recommend that you seek counseling, yeah. find a therapist that you can talk to about this, um, that can guide you um, and can help you onto a path of healing um, and just prepare you for the next relationship because yeah. there's so much baggage that comes with going through an experience like this. So we highly recommend that you seek therapy. We highly recommend you find a friend that you feel safe with and that you can talk to about this. But yeah. obviously, take care of you. Forget about them. Yeah. Move forward and find healing. Yeah. No, um, we're so proud of you, Anonymous, for so many things. For yeah. sharing, for um taking that step to get out of the situation. And I'm I'm so excited for just what's to come for your healing process. But also, um, you know, like you gave I'm sure there's so many people listening right now that like needed to feel either not alone or needed the courage to speak up about something. So already you're using something that was like meant for evil for good. And mm -hmm. you're you're choosing you're turning the table to step up and to regain your strength. And I think a lot of times when we feel powerless, it's hard to get out of that. But you totally have taken your power back and I'm yeah, so excited have. to see what's to come in your life. And I'm so sorry that you went through this, but um, I know I'm so someone's glad that listening. you were like, no, Someone's listening this. who is relating a yeah. lot to what you're going through and they needed to hear that yeah, so that they could take their own power back. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing. Well, I am boycotting today's dad joke because of that sucky dad. And yeah, this is on him. This silence <laughs> is just me manifesting that things are going to come to light and he's going to get what's coming justice that's all i'm saying justice will be served justice will be served because um mama bear taryn mother, she's here, here. She, did you hear the growl I'm, i think everyone heard the growl um guys i'm just so grateful that we have created a, such a beautiful and safe community where you guys feel safe talking about stuff like this um i have learned so much from this podcast and from you guys sharing i know taryn has too yeah. and we are just so grateful to you guys for trusting us with this information um so we're just going to positively end this episode and um, thank you guys for all that you bring to yes. this episode and for educating us and teaching us. Um, I love that we get to do live with you and we will be talking yes. to you guys in the next episode. Yes, we will. Love you all. Bye. Bye.